in a very long time. We're talking about Sean Payton. Was he all in or not afterwards? I mean, social media is going bananas. Ralph Marlborough is finally happy. Everybody's ecstatic. The reports this morning, Tyron Matthew signing with the New Orleans Saints. It'll be official tomorrow per Nick Underhill, New Orleans.Football. Mike Triplett, several others have reported here as well. Shows blitz, but back off. Jackson fires, picked off at the 35-yard line by Time Matthew. And the Honey Badger will take it all the way in for a touchdown. It's pretty amazing. That's such a cool story. Here he is. Blitz. Spagnolo brings everyone and they get home. Tyron Matthew. And he wasn't alone. A loss of 11. Up the middle they come. And downfield he goes. It's picked off by Matthew. Tyron Matthew. Big time interception. Maybe the Chiefs MVP. The way he is put. This is well done by the veteran safety. And you, you just look at that leaping ability. He's always played the ball well in the air. Just River steps up into the pocket and that ball is intercepted. Here's Tyron Matthew utilizing blockers in front and inside the 10. It'll be first and goal Chiefs. At a Notre Dame, second and nine. Set steps up in the foul, fires picked off at the five yard line, intercepted by Ty Matthew. And Matthew all the way back to the 35 yard line. Jackson in the pocket, going to the end zone into the lottery traffic, and it's picked off by guess who? Matthew. His second interception of the night brings it back to the 14 yard line. Down late. On the toss this time to Chubb. Taken down by Matthew behind the line. Back well back. A loss of four. And that is just a two-minute highlight package. The NFL tweeted at NFL if you want to go check that out when he was with the Chiefs. So, yes, Tyron Matthew looks like indeed he will be a Saint CD do several devil face emojis. He's been trying to get him on the team since, you know, March. And I know several Saints fans have been dying for that to officially happen and take place. We will recap the NFL draft. The Saints selecting one, two, three, four players uh, in the draft. And we will kind of go over that. 17 undrafted rookie free agents, five players rather, in a draft. Two in the first round, one in the second, one in the fifth, one in the sixth. We'll go over those names, who they are, and a couple of players that... In the undrafted rookie free agent class that maybe have some names already. You know how this works, Saints fans. You already have your favorites, John Jackson over there from Thibodeau. The Colonels getting a chance to do that as well. And um, look, I think there's at least one or two that are going to be fan favorites regardless. I already have one. Safety Smoke Monday. That's his name. Smoke Monday. That's right. And I guess he was in the Atlanta area. And he, on Saturday night, posted, uh, what, on social media, a little video of him driving by, you know, 
the Atlanta Falcon home stadium there in downtown Atlanta and started saying, you're going to have to see me twice a year. So he's already put himself on the roster. I love that already. He's already become a fan favorite simply because he's talking smack on there as well. We'll go over the NFC South and what they did in the draft. Some of the quarterbacks that were being talked about going into this draft wind up going to divisional opponents, Matt Corral to Carolina, Desmond Ritter, Going to Atlanta. He's already promised a Super Bowl. Well, he said that he's going to give it everything and he's not leaving until he gives the Falcons a Super Bowl. Um, but I, I look, I look at the Saints draft and we're going to go over it. I want to hear your opinions at ESPN Radio Nola. Simple question of the day. Saints fans, give me a grade or, you know, what do you think of what the Saints did in Dennis Allen's first draft? Defense of focus. You did make some offensive acquisitions here as well. And of course, now what will be officially looks like tomorrow, the signing of Tyron Matthew, but everyone's reporting it. And it's just a matter of this 3 p.m. Why is that time frame important? Well, because after that, the Saints then don't own, uh, don't have to owe a compensatory pick for signing Tyron Matthew. Could also maybe mean for other veteran players here as well. I heard chatter here or there if you're a a fan of, say, an LSU receiver that used to play up north, the same team that Baker Mayfield used to play for. I, I Look, I, I don't know, right? It's just there's a lot of chatter. This has been a ton of chatter for the last several weeks, and it just makes a lot of sense from the fact that literally it looked like it was essentially an open courtship, right? Saints fans and then Tyron Matthew. He was everywhere for about a week or two, not only in town, snapping pictures with Saints fans. Saints fans are photoshopping him in a Saints jersey. He's throwing out the first pitch. He gave an incredible speech over in Baton Rouge to LSU players during spring practice. All of that and more. And look, I don't know what more he has in the tank. 29, 30 years old by the time the season ends. But I play that highlight package for a reason. The guy just has instinct. He finds the ball. And more importantly, it's something that I'm going to focus on today. When I look at the Saints draft, what Dennis Allen and his team is trying to do, and what is now the strength of this team. It became the strength of the team last year, and that is the defense. There's no doubt about that. Plus, I think you can't underestimate the fact that leadership is something. And you heard Dennis Allen back on Friday. We played the soundbite from Thursday. When it came to him speaking about Trevor Penning and Olave, the receiver from Ohio State, he not only expressed their talent, but he also said they fit our mentality, what we're trying to do. I was going back and forth with Maddie Hudak this morning from Saints Watch. She's going to join us later in the week. And she brought up something I was very, uh, I thought astute as well. So Tyron Matthew, again, that video was played a ton, and everyone saw it, and especially after he gave that speech about his journey to the NFL, his journey at LSU, which, as we all know, ended with him being dismissed from the team, to where he is now, winning a Super Bowl with the Chiefs. And and hearing him speak, leadership's a big thing. That's a voice that's going to motivate you. That's a voice that's going to get you pumped up. More importantly, brings leadership. There's a void with Malcolm Jenkins leaving. And however we feel about Marcus Williams, who, again, got paid as one of the top safeties in the league, um, whether he was vocal or not, he, there was a sense and there was a, 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 you know, point of leadership in the fact that he knows the defense, knew how to set teammates and things of that nature up. Look, Marcus Mays and Teron Matthew 
many people think is an upgrade to Malcolm Jenkins and Marcus Williams. We'll see as the season goes on. But again, if those two are quote unquote your two bigger losses, it'll be interesting to see this year. Cause as you can look at and start to see how this defense will fill out at defensive end on the front line, I, I think a really solid D line. Cam Jordan passing now on the left, Turtle and Roach, a D tackle on Yamada, Tavia Street, a signing from this season, also a D tackle on the right end, Davenport and Peyton Turner. I'm telling you, and it's not just me. When you saw him at practice, you saw him in training camp, and you saw the guy's going to be able to play. He just got hurt last year. It's not It's not like he didn't perform. I think you're going to like what you see. At linebacker, you have Demario Davis and Pete Werner. And Pete Werner's a guy that Dennis Allen absolutely fell in love with, and you saw when Quan Alexander missed some time this year, was right there. Demario Davis spoke incredibly high. About Tamario Davis. You have Paulson and Debo. Still have Roby at corner. We're going to get into Alante Taylor. He's a second round pick at corner. And at, you know, full disclosure at first, I'm like, well, I, I don't get this pick. I don't. And we can discuss this a little bit further here. 800-998-1003. Because at first I'm like, I, there's so many players. Everybody was on the board that could have maybe helped you immediately. And I thought at 49, that's a player that's got to be able to get on the field for you one way, shape, or form. Whether it was running back, whether it's another receiver, tight end, uh, an offensive lineman, or D-tackle, or something of that nature, they go with the cornerback that's essentially depth. And we'll hear from Dennis Allen next segment about those picks and the other ones. DeMarco Jackson from App State, an inside linebacker. Again, adding some depth. Jordan Jackson from Air Force, a defensive tackle. Adding some depth to go along with Alante Taylor, corner. Has seen some safety time to go with, of course, the first round selections of Chris Salave and Trevor Penning, receiver and left tackle. But when you start looking again at this team, you got the slot cornerback and Gardner Johnson. Is that where Taylor goes as well? Provide some depth. May and Soren senior free safety, strong safety Matthew and Gray, or do they switch? Is it Marcus May at strong and Matthew at free? Lattimore. You're the cornerback, of course, of P.J. Williams. That's essentially right now your defense. And on offense, we'll see if they can add even more depth, maybe still add a veteran receiver to what I think, if you do, would be a nice receiving core with Chris Olave and Michael Thomas. Now, Roy, I think, is going to go over his data usage, because he, since Saturday, has been texting 7 and 10. So at least he gave us another win. He was at 6. But I did send him as well. <laughs> a um, Jason underscore OTC covers the NFL. Is what it is, right? And he's the NFL salary cap and contract expert, founder of OverTheCap.com. He posted a photo of the estimated value each team added to their roster during the draft against what they were expected to gain based on draft position. The team that added the most, the Giants, essentially in value with some of those players, about $60 million is how he looks at it. By the way, Rory, your Miami Dolphins were worst, adding about $10 million in value. The only reason I'm bringing this up is the New Orleans Saints, kind of in the middle. 
Kind of the middle, about thirty million. About thirty million. Now the Falcons added about forty million. Again, probably because you added what you would think would be eventually their franchise quarterback and Ritter. That's why they went that way. But anyway, the point is, if I left, if I entered the draft and left the draft, where a salary cap expert or just anybody feels you at least increased your depth, added some starters to a team that, again, I feel like Cam Jordan was a playoff team last year, and you just look at the odds. And the odds are, to me, the fact that you have an unbelievable amount of things that that took place that likely won't again today. That's just me. That likely won't again. I'm not saying you can't lose your starting center in the opening drive. I'm not saying you can't lose your coaching staff again to COVID and not be allowed to play. I mean, the Miami Dolphin game, Roy, that you're so proud of, you literally played a junior varsity team. Ian Book started. That's no disrespect Ian Book. Ian Book was never supposed to start last year, okay? You lost your starting quarterback. And... It's something we'll touch on as the, as the day goes on. It was and will be known as one of the biggest mistakes Sean Pay did. He completely over-evaluated. And there's, I mean, there's no denying this. He absolutely over-evaluated the wide receiver position group. And it's interesting because I was thinking about this this morning. Like, how, how do you over-evaluate it that bad? Like, how is it that bad? And you kind of wonder if maybe last year was the year I'm like, you know what? It's my system versus Drew Brees, sort of like Belichick and Brady the year afterwards, you know. My system's good no matter what. And maybe last year he realized just how good Drew Brees was. Because Drew Brees, <laughs> if you remember that game against Carolina a couple seasons ago, literally took undrafted rookie free agent receivers and linemen and scored and put up 30 points. He's just that good. He's a Hall of Famer for a reason. And I think last year, again, no offense to Jameis, but your line being injured and him, it, they're not Drew Brees. Drew Brees could step onto the field, make average offensive linemen better, make average receivers better, make the offense run smoothly. That's why he's a Hall of Famer. And I think last year Sean Payne realized, I don't have Drew Brees. And again, and you add all the things that he couldn't control. And that team was still right there knocking on the door at a playoff. So, Roy, you can tell me all you want that this is a 6-7 win team. I've said it weeks ago before I even knew what they were doing in the draft and the free agents they signed. I still think this team wins the NFC South. I do. You can jiff me all you want, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, who, by the way, have trouble beating the Saints. And Dennis Allen knows that his strength's the defense, and he helped that. Here he is, texting me Brady. You can Brady me all you want. Brady hadn't had success against the Saints. Overall, you can give me the playoff game. Anyway, so I want to hear from you, Saints fans. How are you feeling this Monday morning on May 2nd? Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badgers coming home. The draft picks, how do you feel about them? I want to get into it when we come back after I tell you about the NBA playoff action, and you know it's nonstop. The second round got going. Some pretty good games last night. Uh, I know Corey Glore, voice of the Tulane Green Wave, he is ecstatic by the way the Bucks played because everybody had handed the Celtics the championship, right? Well, didn't you got to play the game. By the way, as you know, DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NBA, and this week, $5 for new customers. 
Bet that on any team to win. Get $150 in free bets if you do. So you're looking to turn a small bet into big payday. Try it with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. You can do just that. Create your own parlays by combining multiple bets, such as let's go with um, which team will win. That's easy. Total threes made, total rebounds, and more. Just things of that nature. Will, will this player have a three? Will this player do that? It, it's real easy. Just uh, on the app, look in the upper right, switch it over to parlays, and all the parlays come up from the game that you selected. So if you haven't, download the DraftKings Sportsbook now and try it. And once you grab the app, put in the promo code LaRose. And if you do, your new customer, $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and $150 in free bets. So we're just getting started, getting kicked off here. Can't wait to hear from you, Saints fans. 800-998-1003. Ross Jackson is joining us at the bottom of the hour. Rafael Esparza, 115. Marlon, 215. Leo, 230. The rest of the show is open to y'all. Can't wait to hear from it. It's the Sports Hangover. And you're home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Calvin Braxton Ford is your Ford dealer here in Lockport. They want you to know it's important to keep your vehicle running its best. So Calvin Braxton Ford's service department is offering you the works. An all change up to five parts is $39.95 or diesel $129.95. The works includes oil filter change, tire rotation, and multi-point inspection. Get a brake job for $289.95, including brake pads, resurfacing rotors per axle. See our certified diesel tech today at Calvin Braxton Ford, Highway 1 in Lockport. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-sized problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will see king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. It's Gus Kattengill with the Sports Hangover. Join us for Thursdays with the crew of Katie's. Every Thursday, we'll be live at a member of the Katie's family of restaurants from 12 to 3. Whether it's Katie's on Iberville, Francesca's Deli on Harrison, or Bienview on Hickory. Enjoy lively sports banter with delicious eats. Join us as we talk about the latest from our local teams, and you'll likely hear me argue with Scott Craig about his St. Louis Cardinals and my Chicago Cubs. Good thing he's a Brother Martin grad. Thursdays from 12 to 3 is the Sports Hangover with the crew of Katie's on ESPN New Orleans. At Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center, we're improving the health and well-being of the region one person at a time. And this means more tea times, more play time, more time to do good, more fast time, and more once upon a time. Isn't it time you started living your best life? Change starts here at Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center. Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance. It's a storm of entertainment that brings down the house. 
Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Saints head coach Dennis Allen Saturday following the draft was asked if they had addressed all of their needs, and we'll get to Richard. Well, look, I think we've we've addressed a lot of needs. Um, you know, this is a process that's – I don't know if this process ever ends. You know, you're always looking for ways to – uh, improve your team. And so, um, as a matter of fact, I'm going to get up here pretty soon and, and, and we're working on, you know, the college free agents. We'll go through that process and then we'll evaluate where we are after that and, um, see what else we need to do to try to help our team. So I, I don't think that's a, I mean, that's a never ending process. Richard, thanks for calling the sports hangover this morning or this afternoon now. What's up, man? How are you? Oh, oh yeah. I'm good. How, how are you, Gus? How are you feeling? I'm t- I'm doing fine, man. It's uh, it's funny to see the excitement around, man. It's uh, May second, and people are ready for it to be September. If you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, when was the last time you've ever felt like a script could be written so well and it actually happened? You know, like let's let's just focus on Thursday and today because Thursday, you know, you and I spoke Wednesday. We knew what we wanted them to do, but you're always like. Oh man, you know, what, what are the chances? And then right. it happens. And you walk away with your head up high. Like, you don't really care. Like, I didn't care what they did Friday or Saturday. I didn't care. They could have traded all the picks for nothing. I wouldn't have minded. And then, as I was telling my buddy on Sunday, I'm like, well, now that it's over, we didn't get a safety. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised again if all the, like, who knows what, how that meeting, what was said between them last month? We don't know. It could just be we'll give you a call after the draft. Just just keep your phone by you, something sure. like that. And when I started seeing the reports, I'm just like, well, it wouldn't wouldn't that be something? But how however long it takes was going to be, you know, okay, was there a quick agreement or do they really need to start talking like, okay, can we bridge the gap? Then this morning my friend texted me to WDSU and I was like, yeah, all right. They, they, they knew it's like, we're, we're just going to wait. If you can wait, we'll wait. We'll be, we're made for each other. Mm-hmm. I'll say this, Richard, along the lines of what you're saying. I mean, it is, it is something that you just, the last several weeks, man, I, I can't even tell you the amount of people that text me already. Sign them already. Sign them already. This guy needs to be here and all that other aspect of it. I think the one thing that's interesting that Dennis Allen is at least showing so far and again, look, all of this is great on paper. I mean, I, I literally had to – not – please don't don't think I'm bad, but I had to switch it. I mean, Mike Greenberg went on for 25 minutes this morning opening his show on the Jets already. I'm like, I get it. You like the Jets. You know, so there's excitement on Monday on – you know, guys that you draft, they have to pan out coaching matters and system and injury. All of that takes into account at it. But, you know, again, I'm, I'm just telling you that people are kind of seeing this, right? Look, I, I think you respect Dan Orlovsky, huh? From ESPN, he seems to have like pretty solid takes and an understanding of the game. I, I think you could, sure. you could agree. Yeah. And this morning I'm making breakfast and I'm looking at the TV and I'm, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, whoa, okay. And he, he posted just his thoughts as to what he thought was, you know, essentially the strength in the NFC. And 
He said the top five teams in the NFC, and again, everyone's freaking out by the Eagles. They had a very good draft. They, they drafted some some nice players. They got some talent there. Heck, they, they beat the Saints last year, right? Um, I, right. I still wonder about that coach a bit, but let, let's see. <laughs> so he has them in, in a lot of people this morning, which, again, let's relax. But they have the Eagles as the favorites now in the NFC East, okay? Look, as much right. as I can't stand the Cowboys, Richard, they're still a very good team. They got some dude named Micah Parsons. They got outstanding depth in the corner, you know, picks off everything, and they, they got a pretty good team. But now everyone's favoring the Eagles. So just take that for what right. you're worth. But he has the Eagles at five. He has the Packers at four because they didn't get a first-round receiver and things of that nature, and, you know, they lost Devontae Adams. They, they added some defensive picks early in, in that first round. He has the Saints at three. Really? Buck, Bucks two, Rams one. Look, all I'm saying is this. If you're coming off of a year, because remember, seven teams. And that's what I'm trying to tell Roy, who keeps, I'm telling you he's going to go over his usage. I hope he has unlimited data. <laughs> because I, what I, what I'm telling my man is this. I, I, I'm happy you think you won free agency in the offseason in Miami. The AFC is loaded. The mm-hmm. NFC, I'm not saying isn't. And look, the Cardinals made a very interesting trade, getting Hollywood Brown from the Ravens, who upset Lamar Jackson. So in the Cardinals, if they can just find a way to not, you know, Collab. go into the tank towards the end of the year, that was a team that had, you know, the top seed for most of it last year. Right. So they're pretty good. But if you start counting on, on your hand, I mean, look, the Niners are not going to be bad. Right, the Rams are there out west. I don't know about the other sort of teams there as well in the north. I, I don't. Is it going to be another team? Is the Bears this year? Are there in the Packers? Do the Packers take a step back or not? In the East, the East is going to be the East. I see that in the South. I think it's Saints. I, I just think the Saints. You're going to have a hard time convincing me the Saints won't be one of the best seven teams. Like, oh, they're not seven. You know what I mean? Like, looking at what's coming back and what they have, and if guys mm-hmm. pan out, and I know those are ifs, but they're not seven in the NFC. I just, I, I that's, that's why I have a hard time saying. I'm not saying they're three. I'm not saying they're gonna, you know, compete or contend for the top seed. But the team in your division and the team that he has above the Saints, you know, you can play with. I'm not saying gonna beat them all the time. But, Richard, you'd agree with me. The Saints step on the field. They can compete with Tampa Bay, can't they? Every time. All right. So if that's the team that's stopping you from winning the division or a team that you think is good enough to have gone to the Super Bowl two years ago and won it, were in the playoffs last year and lost at home to the Rams. So they're beatable in the postseason. And, you know, again, everything has to go well for them. Now, they got a lot of injuries towards the end of last season. That hurt them. If they don't get injured... They're likely going to be there. But if you can play with them, then I, I can at least assume that you're a playoff caliber team. Now you got to go out, win it, and you got to go do your thing. But I, I just, again, and I'm not a homer. I just, I look at this roster and this team. You're going to have to convince me that they're not good enough to compete. Yeah. And I mean, you, you're right. You, you're right. You have to get on the field. It's, it's just it's it's nice to have such a change. Take mm-hmm. a, take where we are today compared to this particular Monday last year, where people were still trying to figure out who Peyton Turner was. Yeah, and what are we going to do post Drew, or or is Jameis really going to be the answer? How's Mike Thomas? Like it's just 
it's nice to have, at least locally, because, mm-hmm. you know, the experts have their opinions, at least locally to have that, 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 uh, chin up high, sun shining with overcast over here, you know, <laughs> feeling to it because of, of, of just, you know, we, we, it felt like we always had one hand behind our back last season. Right. And we gave it a, we gave it a puncher's chance. And now on paper, we're better. Yeah. Now than we were at any point during the season last season. Look, like I said, I mean, it's going to go down as one of his biggest mistakes last year, and Sean Payton over evaluating the wide receiver room. And you know, I, 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 just again, just using my brain and common sense. If Michael Thomas comes back, and I know there's a lot of ifs on will he be anywhere. Like I, I don't. Okay, when he played and he was healthy. He set NFL records. That's one of that is the best, arguably, or one of the best in the league. If he's half of that, it's better than what they had last year. That's a one. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just being honest, right? So, I know everyone's like, well, if he's the same, I don't need him to be the same. Can he just be? Can he just be an NFL receiver? Because the Saints didn't have that last year. Can he just be a one? Can he do that? And I'm telling you, Chris Olave is better than anybody they had on the roster last year. Period. Absolutely. Period. So, and don't take my word for it. It's the people that follow this game and the people that do this for a living and watch film. When when the phrase, he's a great or the best route runner in the draft, that gets you open in the league. Can he? That's something the Saints couldn't do last year, much less catch the football. So if I've added that and something that Michael Thomas can give me and you sign a veteran receiver... You know, I mean, and look, I, from Taysom Hill, everyone's like, well, I don't know. I don't need him to be Jimmy Graham. Can can you turn around on third and four at three yards, five yards out, and catch it, and then have a linebacker try to tackle you? Like, like that's all I need from him, right? I mean, I'm not, I don't need him to be Tony Gonzalez. Can, can you just catch the football and then do what you do best, run over people? Can, can, that's all I need you to do. I mean, you know, and, and if Kamara can, can just be Kamara, that, that's... Again, I just I'm just using common sense here. It looks like an offense I can play. Now I know there's a lot of question marks, and you know, is Penning going to be that guy? You know, I, I let let's see. But again, this is a team that that seems to figure it out, and why shouldn't they know? Yeah, and and at least we get to see rather than all our car all our chips. And I like James Hurst, yeah. but at least it's not all on him. We will have a competition, and we'll the best players will play. Yeah, no doubt. Thank you, Richard. Appreciate the phone call. Let's break it down a little bit more with the rest of the draft picks. Mr. Ross Jackson is going to join us next. Locked on Saints, Chris Olave, Trevor Penning in the first round, Alante Taylor, Tennessee, cornerback, DeMarco Jackson, App State, inside linebacker in the fifth round. Then in a six, Jordan Jackson, Air Force defensive tackle. Plus, I'll get his thoughts on the 17 undrafted rookie free agents. Saints fans love to start making their pick already. Smoke Monday seems to be a fan favorite. That's his name. He's having a good old time going out at Atlanta already. I like the Sean Jackson, man, right there from the Colonels. I think that guy can play. Let's see what happens. The sports hangover in ESPN New Orleans. Welcome to Allstate, where you can save just by being you. DriveWise and the Allstate mobile app gives you personalized driving feedback. And by adding it to your policy, you can save for driving safe just by being yourself. Allstate. Here, better protection costs a whole lot less. 
you're in good hands with Allstate. Click, call, or visit Allstate.com to save today. Not available in every state. Savings based on drive-wise and other safe-driving discounts. Savings vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. Get in zone. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. Uh, dashboard light problems? We can help. Our free fix finder service can read your check engine light, ABS light, and service indicator light, and give you possible solutions, verified by licensed technicians. You'll even get detailed results sent straight to your email so you have them when you need it most. It's the most complete free warning light report backed by technician verified fixes. The free fix finder service, only at AutoZone. Get in zone, AutoZone. More details at AutoZone.com. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back. Sports Hangover on this Monday, May 2nd. It's right, a brand new month here. Before we know it, OTAs at minicamp next month. And then, um, yeah, you got plenty of people excited getting ready for training camp in the upcoming season. Normally, we think that's the case after the NFL draft takes place. Here to break it down a little bit with us, Mr. Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson NOLA. So the way to follow Ross, of course, you know, from Locked On Saints, among many other things, including the Saints Wire. Ross, good afternoon. How are you, sir? Hey, buddy, doing great, man. Glad to be back here with you, and I hope you're doing well also. I'm doing well, and I'm going to do my best to be professional here. In the next 10 to 12 minutes, i got a lot to cover, so I won't I won't <laughs> yap nearly as much. And we'll just kind of break it down here as quickly as we can. Your thoughts around one, Chris Olave, Trevor Penning, these are names that we talked about. These are names that Saints fans kind of expected, and we all thought if they were there, you go get them. They made the move to go get Olave. I just love what I hear from you know, people that cover this draft about those two players, you think they, they got an A on that, huh? Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, I think that they knocked out of the park in the first round. I think that some people will be, you know, a little bit disgruntled with what they gave up to move up from 16 to 11. But as everyone within the New Orleans Saints organization has expressed since the draft, if there's a prospect that you love, you go and get him. And Chris Olave is a prospect that they absolutely love. And that they should have loved and should have gone and got. So they did, in my opinion, exactly what they needed to do to make sure that that was the case. I think the pairing of Chris Olave and Trevor Penning was my second favorite pairing in terms of the, the, the 16 and 19 or the two mm-hmm. first round picks at realistic spots with the, the first being, uh, Charles Cross and Chris Olave. But Chris Olave was overall for me the top prospect that I had hoped that the Saints would be able to walk away with in this year's draft. He has a really important skill set that will be able and translatable skill set that's going to allow him to operate extremely effectively outside of Michael Thomas, who's slated to make his return in 2022. And then adding Trevor Penning gives you a guy that is just an absolute mauler. He is a mean, mean player. And that is honestly an attitude that the Saints haven't really had much of on the offensive line. And really the guy that had that was Teron Armstead throwing guys out of the club like the Minnesota Vikings defender that he effectively blocked all the way back to the tunnel at one point in that big six-touchdown game by uh, Mm -hmm. Alvin Kamara. But 
losing Tron Armstead this offseason, you wanted to bring somebody in to help to fill that gap, fill that hole over on the left side of the offensive line, the most important offensive line position, arguably, and have somebody that can come in and be tenacious, and I think you absolutely have that in Trevor Penning, who has some development to do, don't get me wrong, but with uh, Doug Marone now in the building as a key developer of the offensive line talent, there's a lot of reasons to be excited about what Trevor Penning should be able to turn out as early as working. That's where I was going next. I was going to say, look, I think a lot of people haven't really talked about the fact that Marone is you know, is back in and Dennis Allen knows what he did back in the day here early on when that offensive line was was pretty good. So I think that makes a lot of sense here. Let's move on to round two, Alante Taylor, quarterback, Tennessee. What had happened, I went, huh? And I still went, huh, most of the day. And I, I kind of, I was talking to Maddie this morning and I said, you know, how about, I, I, I'm going to look at it like this, Ross, and I'll get your opinion. Dennis Allen is the defensive coordinator that's kind of turned this side of the football into the strength of his team, right? The defense. So I'm thinking of all the players, and there were a lot of players that I would have loved to have gotten at 49 that were on the board from running back to linebacker to, you know, receiver to whatever. Um, yet, I guess I just will go with this. Of all the players, Dennis Allen chose him. It's got to be a reason. So I'm going to go with there's a reason, and I'm good with that. I don't know. How do you look at this pick? Yeah, look, I I, I like the player a lot. Alante Taylor was one of my sleepers in this year's draft, but you'll notice I used the word sleeper because he was somebody that I did not expect to go in the second round. But there's a couple of things to consider here. First of all, the New Orleans Saints have been fantastic at evaluating defensive back talent. I mean, as long as we can remember now in terms of like the recent draft classes and, and this current regime of guys like Jeff Ireland and Mickey Little and Dennis Allen, uh, as you mentioned. So I think that, you know, you, you look at clearly there's something there, right? The other piece of it is that the Saints traded away their third and fourth round selection to be able to move up to grab Chris Olave. So if they had originally maybe planned to sit around until the third round or the fourth round to get this guy, who not only is going to help you on your defense, right, to help build the depth at cornerback, a very important position, but that's also going to be able to help you flip back your special teams unit, which struggled a little bit, particularly in punt return. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply. Uh, that's going to end up putting them in a situation to where they maybe wouldn't have been able to get him anymore. So they made the decision to go and get him. And I think that the selection of Jaquan Brisker right before by the Chicago Bears yeah. might have impacted things as well because it felt like that would be the player that maybe the Saints were hoping would get there to 49. And he almost made it, but he didn't. So then they went with the next guy who has the translatable talents to be able to play safety himself as well, which is what I thought they were originally going to do with him, honestly. I, I, I thought that. When I saw Alante Taylor get selected, he's got range, he's got speed, he's a former baseball player, he knows how to track, uh, he's a, a good ball tracker. Like, he, he does a lot of the things that a deep safety would be able to do. And I thought mightily at that point, like, oh, well, yeah, they'll, they'll probably move him over to safety, but it sounds like they're going to allow him to compete at corner. And I think that's an important thing because if he wins at corner, then all of a sudden there's a starter from last season who's a backup for you. So now you have depth, right? If he's somebody that isn't able to take a starting role from, let's say, a Paul Sanadibo, who had a great rookie season last year, then you have a guy that this team really believes in that's set up to be your next corner, and that's set up to be depth. So now you can withstand injuries at the cornerback spot. There is not a single position on the defensive side that will win or lose you games, or more importantly, that will lose you games, more than bad play at the cornerback position. And so having now 
Marshawn Lattimore, Paul Sinadivo, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Alante Taylor, Bradley Roby, P.J. Williams, who can all play corner for you. Good point. And more. That depth becomes really, really important. Ross, that's a great point, because even Marshawn Lattimore, who I, I argued, and that I thought it was his best season last year as all around. I, I saw him make plays in the run game. Things He missed some games. I mean, injury's going to happen. And to the point you're making, it may only seem like it's one more game, but it is one more game, 17 right. games, 18 weeks. And to be able to have that, you know, all it takes is a helmet to the thigh or something, you know. And, that's it. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point you put up there because – would we look at this differently if it was wide receiver? Look, I'm still wondering, you know, hey, bring me Landry. Bring me a veteran receiver. I want as many as possible because when the Saints won the title, they had Devery Henderson, Robert Meacham. You had, you know, Marcus Coles. I mean, those, those three were really good. So, I mean, the, the more right. the merry at those two positions, to your point, you saw how many teams in the NFL went all in at receiver or to try to get the best corners because this is an offensive league, so it makes a lot of sense from that. DeMarco Jackson, Jordan Jackson, what do you um what do you know about these guys? What can they do? Like more depth, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. More depth and uh particularly with DeMarco Jackson, he gives you <laughs> I mean a really, really talented special teamer as well. Over six hundred and thirty uh career snaps in special teams while he was playing at App State. Um he had a block Block punt, I believe, block punt or block field goal, but he's made some splash plays uh, in special teams. And so, you know, when you get to day three, those are kind of the players that you're looking for. Who are the athletes that can find a role their rookie season? And DeMarco Jackson is a player that could absolutely do that, particularly as somebody that can come in and impact special teams. Jordan Jackson coming in from Air Force, an extremely athletic defensive tackle. He's, and, and that's a place where the Saints are, you know, they're going to have an open competition, I imagine, at defensive tackle next to. David Onyemata. Now they're going to have a rotation, as they always do. So there's going to be opportunity for every player that ends up making the 53 man roster. But I mean, when you look at what the Saints have at defensive tackle so far, or had going into the draft, it seemed like a position to where maybe you could take the time to bring in one more player to find, you know, to, to, to compete. And I think you're going to see that between guys like Albert Huggins and, well, Albert Huggins will serve a bit of a different role, but Shai Tuttle, Jordan Jackson, um, Contavious Street, some of these guys that they've signed, mm-hmm. as well as Jaleel Johnson over the course of the offseason. There's going to be a nice competition there. And I think that that's something that it is very clear that this New Orleans Saints team is interested in. Because even DeMarco Jackson have an opportunity to compete for you know a, a key depth role at linebacker in the second level with guys like Caden Ellis and Zach Bond. And I think when you look at those three selections that wrapped up the draft of the Saints, Alante Taylor, DeMarco Jackson, Jordan Jackson, all of them present competition for the players that are currently on the roster. So at some point, you look at the Saints shifting from the first round, which was drafting, filling needs, getting players that can have an immediate impact. Yeah. And then after that, they went back to their usual, which was how do we make a strength stronger? Yeah. And competition is one of the ways to do that because you either get the young guy that surprises and wins a role, or you get the young guys that push some of the guys that are already in the building to continue to develop themselves. Two final questions for Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints at Ross Jackson. Know the way to follow him on Twitter, Saints Wire as well. Um, we'll wrap up with your thoughts on what's driving every Saints fan bananas today, and that's Tyron Matthew becoming a Saint. <laughs> but I want to ask you, because this is the other favorite thing Saints fans love to do before the games actually start, and that is... Pick your undrafted rookie free agent that's going to make the team and be an absolute star. I already love Smoke Monday. I love the name. He's already trolling the Falcons. 
And dude, Dejon <laughs> Dixon from Nichols, all he did was play well and make plays for them. I don't know if he makes the roster, but I'm already thinking like, you know, a guy like him could be a, a nice practice squad player eventually do that. I don't know. Is there anybody in the 17 undrafted rookie for agents that kind of stand out to you that we're going to be writing about? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you mentioned a couple of guys there that I think are going to be really fantastic. But, you know, one that I'm really going to be kind of keeping an eye out on is going to be uh, Abram Smith, uh, the young running back. Um, he's just somebody that has a really, really, who's out of Baylor, mm-hmm. um, really kind of interesting skill set because he's a bit of a three-way player. He's played special teams. He's got some defensive experience. He's got some, some offensive experience. And, you know, you look at where the Saints maybe have kind of their next place where they could use another uh, another dynamic, and that's probably running back. Now, I don't think Abram Smith is going to find his way to the defensive side of the football for you, but his experience on defense is something that can make him uh, even better over on offense, understanding, you know, what it is, you know, run fits by defensive players, things like that. Yeah. And so Abram Smith was actually the, ranked as the 10th best, if I remember correctly, running back by – uh, Dane Brugler over mm. at the Athletic, and went undrafted, and he's somebody that is a, a really versatile piece. Uh, he had, uh, you know, he, he kind of hits the marks in terms of what the New Orleans things like, but he doesn't have a lot of wear and tear. Only 269 career carries, 257 of them coming in 2021, where he put up over 1600 yards and yeah. third, uh, and 12 touchdowns. He also had 13 receptions. Oh, by the way, and so you know, this is a guy that I think does enough that he'll be able to help out the New Orleans Saints, especially if Alvin Kamara is unavailable to go at the beginning of the season. He's a good pass protector. He's somebody that can catch the ball. He can run uh, in terms of your zone uh, run schemes inside and out. He, he can do all those things. So he, he's the one I'm, I'm really watching and I think has a really good chance to make the roster along with Smoke Monday. <laughs> 1,600 yards and 1,600 yards, man. I, I love the fact he's yeah. already trolling. the. Fi- he already put himself on the <laughs> roster. He's like, you're going to have to face me twice a year. I love it already. Um, Final thing for Ross Jackson here. All right, dude, the Honey Badge, we talked about it. How does it fit? How does it work? And I, I think I think it just it's a perfect story. Now, obviously, it's got to translate, but Honey Badger to the Saints, what, how do you see him being used here? Yeah, I think the thing that makes this such a win for the New Orleans Saints is that the story is great, but the fit is going to be fantastic as well on the field. So even you know, you, the off-the-field story is going to be awesome. The next time that Tyron Matthew takes the football field, it will be for the hometown New Orleans Saints that he grew up watching and rooting for. Incredible story. But what he brings to this team is maybe the most important thing that they lost this offseason which is leadership and his ability to be able to communicate over on the defensive side. Once Malcolm Jenkins retired, True. those were two glaring needs. Glaring needs. One of the things that made that Saints defense so good last year was the fact that they had veteran leadership and high football IQ at all three levels. You had it with Cam Jordan's defensive line, Demario Davis in the middle, and then you had it with on the third level with Malcolm Jenkins. Now you lost that, and then you get it back with a key communicator like Tyron Matthew. I'll be interested to see exactly how the Saints deploy safeties this year. They see Marcus May as a little bit more of a strong safety than a free safety, but he has deep ball potential. He has deep safety potential. He did it all early on in his career. Um, Marcus Williams, former New Orleans Saint, was second since 2017 in forcing completion percentage, according to Next Gen Stats. Number one on that list was Marcus May. So I think that Marcus May is somebody that can step into that Marcus Williams role 
And then you have Tyron Matthew who can slide right into playing in the box, playing near the line of scrimmage, and getting on, you know, opposing offenses' nerves, <laughs> just like Malcolm Jenkins did alongside C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Mm-hmm. He has a tenacious opportunity to be, or he has a tenacious attitude that allows him to play extremely effectively in the run game. He's a fantastic tackler. He's great in coverage underneath. He has the instincts. He has the football IQ. So if you kind of put him in the hole there, it gives him an opportunity to make a ton of plays in this New Orleans Saints offense. But you can also utilize him as a split safety with Marcus May and allow them to both patrol the deep portions of the field in cover two, cover four type of scenarios. So it just gives you a lot of flexibility and versatility, which is going to be the name of the game for this New Orleans Saints secondary, especially with Dennis Allen at the complete helm, who loves versatility. Mm-hmm. You're seeing it already to where the Saints have guys like P.J. Williams, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Bradley Roby, uh, Marcus May, and now Tyron Matthew, who can yeah. all play pretty much anywhere you put them on the field. And think, that is going to be a key piece for 2022's defense. I think Chris Richard's not sleeping right now. He can't wait for games to <laughs> deploy <laughs> all of the defensive backs that he has, man. It's going to be incredible, huh, Ross? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and I think that that's something that's going to be a lot of fun to watch, too, is with this co-defensive coordinator role uh, for Chris Richard, as well as, you know, with Dennis Allen being at the helm, who is a secondary guy, there's a lot of focus on the secondary. You saw it in the draft. You've seen it in free agency now. This is going to be a strength for this team, which is remarkable considering less than a month ago we were worried about, hey, can the Saints fix the fact that they lost Marcus Williams and Malcolm Jenkins, and now they might be better at this. Always a pleasure, sir. Thank you so much for breaking it down for us a little bit today. Mr. Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson. Nola's the way to follow on Twitter. And, of course, Locked On Saints, the podcast, and read all the stuff that he puts out there on the Saints Wire. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely, buddy. Always a pleasure. Talk to you soon. Yep, indeed. Quick break. We come back. Time for your phone calls. 800-998-1003. Saints fans, I want to hear from you. What do you think of all the Saints moves, especially after Ross, what he just said? Do you feel a little bit better about some of these picks, and do you see the fits in what Dennis Allen's trying to do? It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. It's Gus Kattengill with the Sports Hangover inviting you to join us for Thursdays with the crew of Katie's. Every Thursday we'll be live at a member of the Katie's family of restaurants from 12 to 3. When the Sports Hangover is at Katie's on Iberville, you're going to enjoy Sports Banner. It'll be lively and delicious eats. Swamp Fries, Oysters Schlesinger, the Delta Queen, or if you dare, tackle the barge. A three-foot loaf of fried catfish, shrimp, and oysters. Good luck. It's Thursdays, 12 to 3, the Sports Hangover with the crew of Katie's on ESPN New Orleans. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. FanDuel Sportsbook NBA Same Game Parlays give you the chance to turn a little bet into a big payday. Choose any NBA game and combine multiple bets into one wager for bigger wins. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code PLAY to bet the NBA today. That's promo code PLAY exclusively on FanDuel Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, permitted parishes only, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Wyoming, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. 
credit. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable site credit that expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. 1-800-522-4700 in Got a hot take? Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Two more games continue. The NBA second round playoffs today, 6.30 and 9 p.m. over on TNT. Sixers and Heat game one. Miami's a seven and a half point favorite there. Mavericks and Suns. Phoenix, a five-and-a-half-point favorite there yesterday. A couple of games they were fun. Bucks and Celtics, 101-89. Milwaukee winning on the road in Boston. Giannis, 24 points for him. And the Warriors won 117-116 in Memphis. Lead. That series won nothing. As Jamarant had 34, Poole 31. But it was really the Warriors' two defensive plays at the end of the game that won the game. The story everyone's talking about is Draymond Green grabbing the jersey of a Grizzly player, throwing him down. He got ejected. Uh, kind of had visions of Antonio Brown when he left and um, shirtless with the Bucks going along the end zone. If you hadn't seen the video, he went over once he got the flagrant two and he was tossed. High-fived everybody on his team and then, you know, pointed to his head and did jumping jacks essentially across the court as he left uh the arena last night and but the two stops were incredible Steph Curry blocking with the left hand Jean Morant's drive down the lane clean block no foul they foul them Clay Thompson and misses two free throws Grizzlies have a couple of seconds left on the clock and they inbounded Ja drives left of the lane looks like it's gonna be a Little kiss off the glass, high kiss off the glass, but Clay Thompson defends him perfectly, makes him go to his left, and jumps up, and, you know, he missed the shot, and they won 117-116. Uh, a fun game. That's a fun series, and something to keep an eye on, obviously, if you're a Pels fan, because Memphis took that step next year, or this year. Let's see kind of what happens moving forward. 800-998-1003. Uncle Earl joins us on the phone. What's up, Uncle Earl? How are you feeling today on this Monday following the Saints draft and now the news that Tyron Matthew will be a Saint? Hey, Goose. Good morning. How you doing? Doing well, man. How are you? Hey, Goose. I'm doing wonderful, man. Uh, look, after, after, uh, after uh, listening to Ross, I feel a lot better, man, especially how we gave up some picks and then we were kind of stuck a little bit there. But I, I, let me tell you, let me tell you why I like this kid from from Tennessee, and, and also your boy Smoke Monday. I mean, what a name that is, huh? Good <laughs> God. And, and then he's giving the, the, the business to Atlanta. You know what these guys, all these guys have in common, dude? The energy, man. I'm seeing the energy from these guys. They want to come play for us. They're they ready, man. And the speed. That, that, that guy from Tennessee runs like a 4-3-40, man. It, and, and, you know, the, I also like that the, uh, linebacker from a- Appalachian State, man. He was all conference. I mean, look, Goose, 
Mm-hmm. I feel wonderful, man. I, I really do, man. The, the the cherry on top for me, Goose, is to get one more uh, wide receiver in free agency. I think we need one more big weapon. Don't you agree? I mean, what about with Jarvis if he's healthy? Yeah. I don't know yeah. who else is out there. I know Julio's with, out with, there. With, but with Jarvis, look, with, with Jarvis Landry, it's not about the health. It's about the money. It's about the money. It's about the money. I mean, look, again, it was reported he was looking for 20 from the Browns. They are so later it was released. So it, it's, you know, from what I kind of gathered and heard, there's obviously an interest. The Saints absolutely would do it. it, it it's up to him. And obviously, look, he's met with the team. And that would be somebody that I, I would love to have, right? I mean, I, I referenced it earlier with Ross Jackson. I mean, when you, or actually with Richard who called earlier, when you go back to when the Saints won the Super Bowl, I mean, that was a heck of a receiving core. Right? I mean, I was a heck of, so I'm absolutely all in on Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry, let's say, and, and then whoever. I mean, really, right? I mean, cause you're not going to run a ton of four receiver sets, but even if you do it, what, it's Callaway, Seante Hardy, might be somebody else that steps up. I, I don't know. You know and remember, they, they re-signed Traquan Smith, and he's a guy that they, Sean Payton loved and credited a ton for the run game. He was a really good run-blocking receiver. So, you know, again, kind of goes to what Ross Jackson just said. Let's see if this running back maybe can can make the team. And, you know, whether it's him or Ingram or something of that nature, I just think there's there's a lot of different options. And I'm with you, though, Uncle Earl. I'd love for them to sign another veteran receiver that has the experience and come in and, and help you right now. And I do think the... Favorite is Jarvis Landry. It's up to him what he wants to do. Does he do a one-year prove-it deal, sort of like you know Jameis Winston did a couple of years ago, where it's a one-year deal with the second voidable, so it'll be a two-year deal, whatever, to come in and show he's one of the best in Google, try to get a bigger contract next year? I don't know. I, I don't know. But hey, good. yeah, because hey, you got about twenty million and then a cap, I think, per Amy Just and others is where where the Saints were beat before the Tyron Matthew signing. So, Goose, can we can we afford him if right now is it, is it kind of up in the air with with you? Well, not if he wants twenty because he got about twenty. Yeah, so Ain't no doubt. No, I mean, hey. so look, and I, I think with Tyron Matthew, what you're probably going to see is um, a high bonus, low salary contract. Does that yeah. make sense? Uh, 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 with incentives hey, Goose, to up. Yeah, it makes total. It makes yeah. total sense. And look, mm-hmm. uh, two things, Goose. Before I let you go. I I love this 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 kid from Nickel State, six four. 200 pounds. Man, look. Man, if this kid could fly and he's got height, and man, if he can make the team, Dude, that's going to be Dejon Dixon's pretty good, man. Played it in the car. Oh, and again, if, you know, obviously a lot of people listening from down in the Thibodeau and the Bayou area know all about what he's been able to do. I'm going to try to get Coach uh, tomorrow on. It was kind of short notice. But I'm going to try to get him on just to kind of talk about him again. I, I don't know what he's going to do, but look, 3,800 3, yards, 35 TDs, 236 receptions, and he was their playmaker. So let's see what hey, happens. Dominant, hey, Gus, real quick, what about uh, uh, Will Lutz coming back? Is he going to be 100% healthy, or should we go get a kick? All no, all, all, indi- all indications is he is. He's good to go, bro. Thank you. Hour one is in the books. Hour two next on Sports Hangover and ESPN New Orleans. I met a strange lady. 